Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we talk to leaders in real estate and in life on how they grow themselves, how they grow their business, how they grow their teams, and how they make the world a better place. And one of the ways I make the world a better place is not screwing up people's last names. So Peter K, welcome to the program, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you pronounce it. Sure, sure, it's uh, Kyriazopoulos. So one of the things uh, people really want is uh, people to remember their names. No one's gonna forget yours, so that is, Pretty cool. The only name better than yours, I think, that I've ever heard of is a lot of times when Asians come over to North America, they pick a Christian first name. And this guy ended up picking accidentally his first name as Peter, and his Chinese last name was Pan. So can you imagine leaving a message? This is Peter Pan. (laughs) He always got a return (laughs) phone call, which is like totally genius. That's great. But mo- most people just go Peter K. Um, I was at a live taping of another podcast, actually, uh, that some people I know were hosting it. And uh, same thing. He's, you know, he, he called me out from the crowd. And he was like, oh, it's, it's Peter K here. So that's sort nice. of the default. Yeah. Love that. And uh, so uh, there's ancient times, you know, 5000 BC, there's villages, people are owning property. Someone's got to do a transaction. So, uh, you know, we're way more sophisticated now, but at some point, you know, real estate's been going on, right? Because that was like the wealth in the day for like uh, uh, centuries. Ever think about that? Like you guys kind of just continuing on a tradition that's been around for so, since humans figured out we can farm. And as soon as we were farmers, we were landowners. You know what? I never even thought about it prior to, you know, modern times, you know, going back maybe even a hundred years. You know, I've, I've never given it much thought in terms of what it would be between some feudal system or, you know, property rights in the 18th century or something like that. So unfortunately not. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about what's happening today. I just want to touch one of the base that's kind of interesting is we think we're so sophisticated as mon- as modern human beings with technology and you and I are doing magic right now. I totally appreciate that. But uh, in the late 1800s, beginning of the 1900s, if you lived in Manhattan and you wanted to listen to the Philharmonic on nights they were playing, you could get your rotary dial phone and dial in the number and hear it over the telephone. That was streaming in the late <laughs> 1900s. Can you believe that? And now we do it certainly much more elegantly, but we think all the yeah, ideas are new, and the answer is no, they're all old ideas that uh, we get to make better. That's great. So, Peter, what are three things you love about real estate? Oh, uh, definitely one, helping people. 
yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I really like where a client comes to me and it's like, you know, we just got engaged. We want to buy our first place. I'm like, that's awesome. So you're just creating a new household. You're starting, uh, you're, you're setting them up in, in what's going to be their first place. I really like working with first time home buyers. Um, you know, uh, I, I like the flexibility as well. Like, you know, it's the middle of the day and you're chatting with you and I don't have anyone knocking on my door saying, Hey, get back to work. <laughs> um, so that's, that's another really great aspect of it. Um, you know, while the hours are a little bit demanding. Um, and then aside from that, you know, wouldn't be lying to say that, you know, I'm in one of the biggest real estate markets in, in the world here in uh, Toronto, in the greater Toronto area. So, uh, the paycheck's kind of nice too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all three are happy things. And one of the nice things is if uh, you do that first transaction right for new home buyers, you set them on a path of wealth, but more importantly, legacy for their for the kids as well. Because if they own a home, the likelihood of the kids owning is there. And uh, And if you do it really, really well and you educate and you encourage and you impress, uh, they're probably going to buy another – how many more homes will they buy before uh, – they say goodbye. Is it like another three homes or four homes? Do you know what the average is? You know what? Base, I think from start to finish, I figure it's somewhere in the, between that three to five range. Everybody here is like, especially where we are, people are probably trading homes every five to seven years, give or take, right? So Yeah. Um, so probably more yeah, here than elsewhere. Know? And then, yeah, but to, again, to that aspect of not just first-time home buyers, but, you know, buying that second property, let's say, and helping set them up for, you know, retirement or, 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 or future growth um, on those investment properties as well. Absolutely. And I think uh, it's such a game changer for families and generations to come. So Definitely. right now, how many people in your organization? Um, so right now, um, it's we're fairly new. Like we're the, our, our team is the, the Compass Realty Group, but that's with a K because of Curiosopolis. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we're, we're affiliated with, uh, with Remax. Um, and it's currently right now there's four of us. It, like I said, it's, it's been a, about a year and a half sort of journey evolving, right. um, with me, there's my, there's my wife and then there's two other, uh, agents that work with us on the team. Um, and to be quite honest, never really set out to, to have a team. Uh, I went out from being on the team to starting and working with my wife. And uh, to be the two of us and a couple of these other agents over the past 18 months have uh, uh, approached and said, hey, can we work together? And I was like, sure. I must be doing something right if people are approaching me saying that, right. you know, can we work together? So, yeah, it's four of us. It's, uh, they're, 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 all, they're all really pretty new. So it's a lot of, um, you know, they've all had their licenses within the last one to three years. So it's a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of educating, a lot of a lot of training, a lot of helping. So, but I'm, I'm I like doing that part of it. You know, one of the nice things uh, about people that are, are are young and dumb is they don't know what's impossible, and so it's like uh, give them a task. All right, boss, I'm going to go do it. And sometimes when you get people that are more seasoned, it's like, oh no, that uh, uh, that's going to be tough. I'm going to oh sure I'm going to do it, but there's that hesitation and just getting newbies in that are just ready to, uh, to attack is like amazing. I had this, uh, one woman that I knew that went into a company and her job was to call CEOs around the country, landing appointments for a boss, which she did happily till people around her telling, uh, started telling her, Oh my God, they're so busy. They don't want to talk to you. 
how do you do that? And there was so much uh, doubt that crept in. They said, after three months, I couldn't do it anymore. But when I was fresh, it was like I was landing really? appointments all the time. So yeah, that's like... Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that fresh perspective that sometimes they... Because they'll come to me and they'll talk to me about ideas. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I sort of set in my ways of doing this just over a decade. And I'm like, well, you know, that's might not be attainable, but I got to learn. I have to learn to shut my mouth a bit more and let them, you know, roam free and make their mistakes and then, you know, or at least succeed, right? Or do something that I, I wasn't even expecting. What are three areas that you found lacking in you? Because, you know, when you're doing your own thing, it's like, hey, everything's working out fine. Uh, but then all of a sudden now you're leading people. What were three areas that you had to improve your game to step up to being a boss? Or the leader that um, you well, want still, to be? Yeah, that I want to be. Like I said, this is all fairly new. So we're evolving. We're still going through our, our growing pains. Um, and when you say like three, I've had to learn, I'm still learning. So I'm, I'm in the process right now. And it's sort of um, not micromanaging is definitely one. Just, you know, hand them the ball, let them run with it and sort of guide them when they need it and stay out of their way when they're so I can. And that's something that I'm still trying to get over the hump as someone who's sort of had the whole integration just with them, just on my own. And now I nice. sort of have to feed that out and hopefully you know if they drop the ball they drop the ball that's fine i have to learn with that or if they take it and score a touchdown then that's even better and at least i've given them that opportunity um so that's one thing definitely um blocking off more family time is probably something else because not only am i working on my own things i'm working on like there's other aspects i'm taking on that i didn't have to before before it was just you know sales buy sell do all those you know realtor duties and now it's more like admin things and business owner things so right. um blocking more yeah definitely blocking more time off is another one time management um, for that sure. I, I, I need to yeah definitely um and uh i guess the other thing i had to learn is probably continuously trying to stay on top of of just new trends or being more aware of of you know i guess one thing it could be new trends within the market or staying on top of coaching or um or, or on marketing just something else so that we're not being sluggish in our um, in our efforts. So Peter, let me ask you a question. Uh, when you went to school, uh, who's your best teacher? The one that got the best work out of you in high school and university? Like who's the person that really helped you shine? Wow. Oh man. That's a great question. Um, I had one teacher in elementary school who was, um, I guess, would be really tough on me. <laughs> I would say. Uh, shout out that but, person. Who uh, was that person? Uh, like the well, name. Well, I had there was uh, there, there's one guy. I'll give him a shout out. His name is uh, Sam uh, Sam Puda. He's uh, he was my uh, he was my basketball coach in high school, um, but you know he was pretty straightforward. He was a little bit tough on me. But overall, um, you know, he, I think he gave me a little bit of like motivation. Um, he's actually a realtor too now. So that's great. So we, he, we're, we're actually colleagues within the industry. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely someone that, uh, you know, going back that uh, I feel like I can have a coffee with. And, you know, this guy was my teacher. Really? But I got like the best work out of you? We're friends. Yeah, I figured someone, someone who motivated me enough, enough where I wanted to push myself. 
Love that. So here's why I asked that question is that the people that you're leading, uh, take them each out for a coffee and somewhere during the coffee, ask them, you know, who's that teacher that really inspired you, got you to do the best work. And they're going to go, Oh, it was like uh, miss Janet. She did this. Oh, how did she do that? And then they're going to tell you how they want to be led because most people don't know how they want to be led. But when you ask them that question, who is your best teacher? How do they get the best out of you? Then that gives you the blueprint that you can use to help that individual person accelerate. And it will be probably different for each one of the realtors that you lead. And that's one of the uh, mind hacks you can use to just be a better leader just by asking really strategic questions. Uh, was that useful? Absolutely, that's, that's a great idea. I had no idea, no thought of, of giving that a shot. Brilliant. And you can report back and say, Umar, you're full of S, BS, or, oh my God, it's totally genius. Uh, so excellent. So you also work with your spouse, which uh, I worked with my spouse for like uh, probably 16 years of our 27-year marriage, maybe a little bit more, probably close to 20 years. Uh, so how do you guys navigate that? Because, you know, you want to make sure you have a great relationship and also a great business. So how do you guys manage that? It's, again, like I said, these are where the growing pains are coming in. We're, we've, we're managing it okay. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to, to split up scheduling and timing as well, too, because we have, you know, two young uh, kids. And so it's not like they can be left alone. And so, like, if... If I'm busy and then she needs to do something, then, you know, we have to sort of balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also trying to, I think we're trying to, I don't know how, if you've had been able to do it, but sort of separate that work and like there's, you know, things that are work related and things that are like family and home related. And we try, you know, try to keep a little church and state. Um, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're it, it, it's a process definitely. And, you know, it's new and we're still trying to figure out you know, how to make it run like, like a well-oiled machine or, or smoothly. Oh, brilliant. So here's one piece of advice, advice I'll give you is some part of the day, a half hour, because uh, it's tough with kids and businesses and all that stuff. That's just your opportunity to make her feel loved and her opportunity to make you feel loved and just no business, no work, no kids. It's just two people that fell in love and reconnecting that way. Of course, kids will have to be bathed and in bed by then, but make sure you carve that little <laughs> 30-minute segment out uh, without having to fall asleep because most of the time, I'm sure both of you are exhausted. It's like... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, Peter, as you look at 2023, what are you seeing, uh, the crystal ball that you're looking at? Uh, are you... How do you see 2023 coming coming along? Um, I see it a little bit. My crystal ball is a little cloudy, but I'll give it a shot. Um, at this point, with you know, we're, we're here in the Greater Toronto area, Canada. We're looking at uh, Bank of Canada just raised rates this past week. That we're chatting, um, and the I, you know sales are at twenty year lows for the most part for the last five or six months. Um, I would probably see. Um, continuous with respect to uh, at least probably decade lows going through um, everyone. There, there's a lot of talk that, you know, spring is going to come and everything's going to ramp back up. And, you know, um, from my perspective, um, 
and, and you know, so I know your audience isn't specific to Canada as well, but you know, we we've had legislation come in where you know there was the foreign buyer tax and and the the stress test, uh, the mortgage stress test. These are all aspects that people could get around for the most part. There are eventual loopholes in them. When it comes down to like <clears throat> a central bank's overnight lending rate, it's it's a brick wall. Like there's the you know if money can flow around some legislation, but when it comes down to rates. It's, there's no flowing around it. It just hits that dam. So, you know, from my perspective, it's going to affect affordability. And unless rates come down or, or some, somewhere between rates or prices are going to have to give to get that, that flowing again, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I think things will eventually pick up once at a minimum rates stop rising and, and people can adjust to, you know, the new levels. Um, but uh, on, on top of that, um, I don't see, uh, you know, I'm a little bit more pessimistic view, but there are, there are aspects to the market where people are going to buy and sell regardless. Um, Transactions just, are happening. You know, what levels are going to be. You know, people are, getting, people are getting divorced. People are dying. People are, are getting transferred from work. Like, there's transactions that are going to end up happening. I think we're just, we've just removed all that speculative activity from our, yeah. our market for right now. And um, hopefully we can get to like, I, I'd say right now we're probably still in a balanced market considering, you know, we've seen um, anywhere between 15 and 20, maybe even 25% drop in prices from, from the peak in February. And, you know, from, from that perspective, it's, it's, it's actually quite surprising that the inventory levels are still low. So are uh, sellers getting uh, more closer to reality? I know a few months ago, it was still a lot of sellers were like, I'm holding on to the price. Uh, and then, of course, they're not selling their properties. Are they getting a better sense of reality now? Well, I, I, think, the, I think yes. And I'm, I, the reasoning, I don't know. Um, but I'm thinking the ones that aren't getting close to reality are just renting out their houses like their, or their properties. Like if I can't get this number, then I'll just lease it out and I'll hope for better times within the next six, mm. 12, 18 months. And, you know, the ones that, that are actually selling, they're, yeah, they're, they're there. They're beating reality. Um, and, you know, I, I see it. Uh, a house, you know, in my neighborhood um, went for market, you know, probably three, $400,000 less than what it could have sold for eight months ago, nine months ago. So, you know, there are people in that home has been getting significant activity from what I've seen. And from, you know, that perspective, it just means that uh, the buyers and sellers are sort of meeting themselves where they can transact. Nice. So what is one mind hack or technique you use to be more productive or more efficient that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, um, well, I look at, you know, every, every day, almost every day I try to, but ideally every day, uh, it's just literally the night before I just jot down what needs to get done the next day. I look at what's the most important. Something simple. What's, yeah. Uh, the mo something as simple as I, you know, I'll write down at least, you know, three things because we don't want to take on too many things every day. Um, but I'll write down about, you know, three to four things that I, that I figure are important or, or, or maybe urgent, but definitely important that I want to get done that day. And then I just make a list of, you know, the, our clients, leads and prospects that, that are within the pipeline. And at least I have a, a, a visual of them so I can keep tabs on, you know, their wants and needs and to also follow up with them. So that's 
that's the thing I find that, that helps me the most. Brilliant. So you tell me your origin story where you started off in the family business and it was uh, yeah. industrial cleaning. So you actually went out there and you cleaned. Uh, what's one lesson you learned from that experience going from cleaner to a sales guy to eventually being a realtor, realtor, but in that cleaning business, what, what lessons did you learn that you still apply today? Other than I don't want to go back. Um, oh, I was just going to say, I don't want to go back. <laughs> um, man, that it's, it's, it can be really tough to make a buck. Um, it's a lot of work from, you know, I, I look at what, you know, and I still help out here and there when I can, just because it's my, it's a family business and you don't want to leave anyone hanging. So you still jump in to help out with a few things here and there when they need them. But, um, you know, for the most part, um, you know, that, that it's, it's tough, it's tough work. And, uh, you know, we should be very grateful for the position we're in. Absolutely. And I think the one thing I'll carry over, uh, piggybacking what you said is we've spoken to some of the most successful realtors in North America. And one of the common themes that come, come up is, uh, it's a business. Work hard at it, even though it's much cleaner than other businesses. But if you just kind of goof off after you get a transaction or two, this is how you stay mediocre. It's, you know, staying focused on uh, customer first, doing excellent work and doing the prospecting always because uh, that keeps the pipeline full. Absolutely. Sowing those seeds. Yep. Any last words before we part company today, Peter? Um, I'm not one for words, but um, I really appreciated you reaching out. Um, and uh, this was really fun. Brilliant. And what we're going to do is we're going to put all the links in the show notes to reach you. But why don't you just uh, let us know what your website address is? Uh, yeah, we're at compassrealtygroup.ca, because we're based out of Canada. And again, that's Compass with a K. Um, you can find me, you can find my, um, offbeat sort of undressed side, I guess, I guess, I don't know what the right term is, but on Twitter, just Peter of record. Yeah. Uh, that, that's no sort of where, uh, promised. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, nothing like that, but undressed, sort of like, yeah, I figured, uh, yeah, brilliant. So. looking forward to that, Peter, thanks so much for being on the show and, uh, Dear viewers and listeners, if you like this podcast, give it a five-star review and also look at some of the other episodes. They'll help you get better, stronger, faster. Peter, thanks for being on the show. Oh, much appreciated. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results. 